You are now tuned in to the award-winning Comic Section Podcast Network. In a world where comic books have taken over the mainstream, where the geeks inherited the earth, where the nerds have taken over the turf. Ah, nerds! From the TV screens and movie scenes. From collecting your favorite pop toys. They're figurines! Where cosplay is your freedom of expression. Where cartoons and anime are your absolute obsession. If you're looking for a podcast that shares that connection, you can find this and more in the comic section. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new issue of the Comic Section Podcast, issue number 78. I'm your host, Jason, alongside my talented co-host, Lil-C-O. Lil-C-O. What's happening? Nothing much, you know, yeah. just uh, remodeling my home office. Yeah, I'm seeing it. I'm looking around for the people <laughs> listening. Lil-C-O, they set up a whole new uh, setup in the uh, in the office space here. I got. Yeah. Got a big, uh, you got the dresser, you got your nice, uh, you know, cabinets. I like everything. It's coming together. Yep. Now all I've got to do is paint. So got to paint it up now. Very exciting. There we go. <laughs> since right. I'm now apparently, since it's like the 19th week in self isolation, yeah. apparently I'm just going to be here forever. So yeah. <laughs> might as well invest and well, get comfy. Know, get comfy with it. You know, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but what's up with you? Oh, man. You know, same old, same old working. You know, where, you know, how I can, you know, trying to stay safe out here and, uh, you know, masking it up, you know, I'm, and also too, you know, I'm seeing people who got some cool looking masks right? and I need to like step my mask game up. Yeah, you I used to just have like my standard. I got this, you know, boring, you know, you have, like, I, a cool black ninja one, right? Yeah. I have that, but no lie. It's hot. Yeah. Because yeah, yours goes to your neck. Yeah, yeah. So I had to switch it out. So I actually have like a black, uh, standard mask, but you know, I want some type of design on mine now. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like looking online to see if I can get some cool designs. Yeah. On it, well, you know? I told you before, uh, T Public. T Public. A lot of independent artists make their own designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just, just like their t shirts, you can just superimpose it on, on anything. Oh, so. cool. Okay. So, yeah. They're a little more expensive, but they're yeah. more quality. Mm. So you have like that, the, the black ones, the standard ones for like work or whatever, but then yeah. you have some cooler ones for going out. You know, right? Um, you know, doing your thing, going to the gym, walking mm-hmm. around your neighborhood, doing your thing. Yeah. Um, highly recommended. That's what I've been doing. Right. So. There we go. I All love right. it. I love it. There we it's go. Such a fun and unique, different way to kind of, another way to express yourself. Yeah. Like your graphic tees. Right. And, you know the hats and earrings. Yo, and no whatever. lie. I was at the gas station. I seen a dude pull up, and he had like a camouflage car. And he got out the car, and he had a matching camouflage mask. See, that's awesome. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about, man. You know, Expression, self-expression. Yeah, you know, you're going to make the best of the situation. You look, exactly. if we're going to mask it up, man, I'm yes. going to look fly. Right, right. That's that's my whole attitude about yeah, it. Yeah, man. I, I personally don't really get why everybody's, like, all jazzed up. I don't want to wear a mask. Like, dude, this is just another really cool accessory, like mm-hmm. your purse or your sneaks. Yeah. You know? So... You Whip know. it, man. Just embrace it. Shoot, wear a mask that says, I hate masks. I, I, whatever. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be know? cool, man. It's high. I don't want to wear a mask. For real, for um, real. But yeah, I, there, there are so many really cool ones. I highly recommend checking out Tee Public and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But your favorite local independent artists are probably either hand-making or printing them online. So definitely, you know, look around or ask, you know, if they haven't yet, then maybe you asking will spur them to do so. There we go. Well, I like it. I like <laughs> it. All right, guys. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the show. First things first. Oh, man. I got to send a uh, RIP out to a TV icon, legend. I'm talking about Regis Philbin. Passed away, man. A couple of days ago, passed away at the age of 88, you know, those of you, I'm sure y'all have seen Regis <laughs> filming in some type of capacity. Who wants to be a millionaire, uh, live with uh, Kelly and Regis, and he's just been the guy. When I would watch TV back in the day, you know, when I had cable, I would see him all the time, especially like on the morning talk shows. He was just all over the place. Mm-hmm. So uh, you couldn't miss him, but... You know, unfortunately, we lost him. And I believe the the family kind of was saying that it was, uh, you know, natural causes to his death because he was 88. Mm-hmm. But uh, I believe word got out that it was actually a heart attack. Yeah, because he had heart disease. Yeah. Apparently, so. Man. Tough one. Tough one. Were you a Regis fan? Have you ever watched? I'm sure you've probably come across any type of 
Regis programming. I'm, I mean, I'm not like a talk show person, yeah. so I never watch any of those shows. But I did I watch um, How to Become a Millionaire or whatever. Yeah. All the time when right? I was younger. That was my jam. And I thought he was so funny on that. Yeah. He, he's sassy. Yeah, He was exactly. sassy. <laughs> right. And, it, you know, it's cool, too, because he's definitely someone um, that I look up to as far as just, you know, hosting, you mm-hmm. know, yes. media. Being an MC, yeah. a host is like... You know, if you don't do it right, like, it's so mm-hmm. underappreciated. It but is. if you don't do it right, like, people get dragged at these, yep. like, remember the roasts on Comedy Central? Mm-hmm. Um, anytime they do, like, the Emmys and stuff like that, right. award shows, if yeah. you're not good, boy, they don't stop talking about That's it. That's right. That's so, right. So, yeah, he was a huge talent. Um, and it, it is definitely sad to, to see him go. Mm. But, I mean, 88, it's almost 90, so he lived, like, yeah, almost lived, yeah, <laughs> a century. So. Yeah, man. So, uh, <laughs> definitely want to send our condolences to the family. And, uh, yeah, guys, man, go on YouTube, man. Look up Regis Filming, man. I'm sure either you or your parents, somebody's been watching some Regis in their lives, oh, man. Yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah. head over to YouTube or whatnot and go ahead and relive some great Regis Filming moments. Again, rest in peace, Regis Filming passed away at the age of 88. All right, guys, now it's time for us to get into breaking news. Man, we got a ton of news stories, so I'm going to try my best uh, to uh, kind of <laughs> <laughs> go through them really quick because we got a lot to cover. Yes, so, uh, yes. Let's go ahead and get into it. You ready? Into it. All right. So first things first, looks like uh, Hawkeye, the new Disney Plus show, um, you know, is uh, reportedly cast. It's Kate Bishop, and it's none other than one of the Ladies that was high on the list, Miss mm, mm. Haley Steinfeld. Looks like uh, she officially signed on. And I believe, uh, according to reports, that the reason why it was kind of, you know, held up, up right? Uh, she was on a Apple TV Plus show called Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was delayed because of everything with the pandemic and everything. Yeah, so, so we got her because of luck. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, like the Dickinson show looks cool and mm. I, I'll probably watch it if I can, but... Yeah. I would rather have her as Hawkeye. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can totally tell because of the delays in, in TV and movie production that she that the gap between Dickinson because she was hung up on that, you know, mm. recording for that. Yeah. Um, but now she's going to have the time finally right. to do the Hawkeye show. I'm here. I'm all about it. She was uh, she's an awesome actress. I've loved her in all the indie movies she's done. She was great in Bumblebee. Yes. I think she's got the chops. She's got the look, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she's got the CSE attitude that's pretty common with <laughs> with Hawkeyes. <Yeah>. So <laughs> I'm hyped. I'm excited. I can't wait. Who knows when they're going to start shooting, though? That's, that's the thing. Yeah, so. That's the thing. Yeah. I'll tell you this, though. Uh, and I don't know if Apple TV is going to last much I agree. longer. I agree with that sentiment. Just because no one's really talking about... The only thing I saw on Apple TV was C. Yes. That Jason Momoa show. Well, because, in my opinion, because of Jason Momoa. Right. Um, you know, so... All right. We'll see. We'll see what <laughs> happens. Um, next up, uh, looks like uh, Disney, speaking of Disney, uh, Disney and Pixar announced a brand new movie, Luca. Am I saying that right? Is it Luca? Yes, Luca. Luca. All right, cool. Luca, and it's, uh, you know, set by the Italian Riviera. Ooh. Yeah. Um, looks like it's coming to theaters, we hope, cross our fingers. Yes. <laughs> Summer 2021, I believe Pixar posted on their Facebook page. We're excited to introduce you to Luca, directed by Enrico Casarosa. Oh, there we go. See, you know how to roll like that tongue. Casarosa. Do that again? <laughs> Casarosa. Rosa. Yeah. You almost had it. I almost had it. But yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, so yeah, it looks like uh, they are, it's a new film to take audiences to a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera to meet a boy named Luca as he experiences an unforgettable summer with new friends. Luca opens in theaters next summer. So uh, really too much, you know, as far as premise, to, uh, unless yes. you no, that's it. That's, that's it. That's it. Right. Um, I'm not surprised. They're just, they're putting the feelers out, getting us established because you know, due to the COVID-19 and the hiatus with film production, um, really, it seems like the most the most successful and the continuing projects right now are animated series, mm-hmm. you know, because animators can work from home during the crisis as opposed to live action filming, which, you know, you can't do in person anymore because, um, you know, you have to have six feet, you got to be wearing a mask, all this crazy stuff. So I'm not surprised that they're aiming for 2021, and I'm sure they will meet that. Um, that summer time limit. 
Right. Uh, whether they'll actually, you know, put it in theaters <laughs> and not just straight to Disney Plus, we'll we'll see. But but yeah, after after seeing this huge success from movies like Coco and even um, you know, what was that darn that Dia de Muertes movie? Um, oh, the Book of Life. The Book of Life. Um, you know, a lot of there's a lot you can tell with Pixar and Disney. There's a lot of exploration now with different cultures and different time periods. So. I think that this movie is going to be very well received. The, the little snip, the little picture that we got to see on their website was definitely, you know, interesting. Very picturesque. It yeah. looked lush and colorful and pretty. Um, but yeah, it sounds like it's going to be another, you know, what's the word? Coming of age story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hyped. I can't wait to see it because, as you know, we've talked about before. I, I personally haven't been very excited for Pixar films in in a while. Mm. You know, I can only watch so many cars True. And Toy Stories True. before I'm like, oh, like, where's the where's original the movies? Yeah. You're, you're making shorts all the time. Right. You know, they have these, they have the top talent mm-hmm. of animators and creators in the world and they're making prequels and sequels. Like, yeah. come on. Right. So, yeah, it's exciting to see yet another original thing, especially after like Moana and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be great. I'm hyped. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get uh, <laughs> let's hopeful that uh, Luca hits theaters, man, because I love coming of age stories, man. Me Those, too. They're like some of my best stories, man, you know, so I'm, I'm excited. So hopefully next summer we'll uh, be in theaters to check it out or some way. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> next up. Oh, my boy, man. Your boy. You know, a friend to the podcast. <laughs> Mr. Past guest. Yes. Mr. Kevin Smith looks like uh, he is working on a Green Hornet animated series. Um, I, to me, I, I had no idea this was happening. Neither but, uh, did I. And yeah. you know what's funny is you and I, we just talked about that last week because Green Hornet had a brand new number one. Exactly. So, like, mm, they're bringing it back. So, that's why. Yeah, I guess they, so. they had to put it out in the you know atmosphere. Like, hey, here's a comic. But you know something's coming. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome news. And uh, according to news reports, yeah, uh, Kevin Smith, he's set to bring the Green Hornet and Kato, the duo, back into the spotlight. And um, also he's going to be bringing back all the elements of the iconic characters and their universe. But it's a little twist to it. The series will be set in modern times and it'll actually follow a reimagined Green Hornet and Kato. The new Green Hornet and Kato are actually the grown son and daughter of the originals. And they will carry on a legacy to protect Century City in the modern era. Um, Kevin Smith said, and I quote, It's an honor to escort the legendary Green Hornet and Kato into their very own animated series for the first time in the rich history of these iconic pop culture characters. We'll be telling a tale of two hornets, past and future, that spans generations and draws inspiration from a lifetime spent watching classic cartoons and amazing Animation like Batman, the animated series, Heavy Metal, and Super Friends. I can't believe Wild Brain, which is the production studio that's pushing it, gave me this job. And I can't thank them enough for the opportunity to extend my childhood a little longer. So, yeah. I think that the Green Hornet is in good hands with Kevin Smith. Yeah. Uh, I'm, You know, we've talked about this before. I'm not like the biggest Kevin Smith fan. I'm not. Not. I'm just, eh, I'm like indifferent. I got you. But I... I he is such a he is such a fan and yeah. he's so devoted and passionate about comics and pop culture that I trust his his in his ability. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see this and I think it's awesome. Again, it's it's cool to see different characters from different sources kind of getting their time in the limelight. Mm-hmm. You know, and it and it is thanks to, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC, you know, cinematic universe that people are willing to give these unknown you know kind of unknown characters yeah. um a try right so i'm excited it's gonna be great i think animated actually i think animated is perfect mm-hmm. for um you know you know enough live action <laughs> like yeah. enough live action it's such right. a pain you have to deal with actors and them aging and this right. and that um i think animation is perfect you just grab your voice actors and go yeah but again i think that this is again what? lending into the fact that covid has made our future so mm-hmm. unclear yeah. that a lot of people are leaning towards animation because it is easier to do from home yeah man it's, you know like i said it's kind of it's the new normal you know new normal and um cool thing is uh stephanie betts the evp 
content and current series at Wild Brain. Uh, she said, we're thrilled to embark on a new animated Green Hornet series with Kevin, who has set up an incredibly rich world with cast of amazing characters, especially Kato, who is no longer just a sidekick, but is now a strong female partner to the Green Hornet. With his ingenious talent and passion for superheroes and classic franchises, Kevin is the perfect creator mm. to update the Green Hornet. We're excited to share the new Green Hornet and Kato with audiences worldwide. Listen, I'm yeah. really hyped about a modernization. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I know that it's like a trope at this point for mm -hmm. like, oh, the, you know, the, the kids or the grandkids of like the original characters, they're carrying on the mantle. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care that it's a trope. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it forever. Yeah. I'm here for it. Okay. So, so I'm actually really excited that it's the son and the daughter. I think that's really cool. My yeah. only grievance, okay. and I swear to God, uh -oh. but I will be really mad if mm -hmm. they end up shipping them together. I don't, I'm tired of that crap. Like a, romantically putting them together oh, romantically i, see I will be saying. really mad i got you just let them be buddies and uh -huh. friends be cool <sighs> but you know the tension might don't, be that don't you don't even want to feel the tension. no you don't like I'm the tension i'm tired of that trope that trope can go oh put that in the Ooh, trash really <laughs> yes oh. i hate it we have had a, a hundred years of that in cinema i'm good <laughs> all right i'm good okay <laughs> I don't believe in love. Okay. I do, but not, like love with someone else. All right, dang, just that's like. Ugh. Well, you know, you, you want to know a little fun fact? Actually, What's like up? I, I really don't like that, especially because like they work together. They're supposed to be working together. They're friends. Their childhood friends is probably more than likely the case. Yeah. Um, because like, so I hate that assumption that just because you work together, because. Like, believe it or not, but people yeah. have asked me about, like, working with you. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you feel about working with Jason? You don't think anything weird's going to, like, develop there? And I was like, first of all, would you, like, does anybody ask Jason and Mike on the Live Gamers podcast if they're going to, you know, yeah. have a little tiff over there? Like, or, you know? Does anybody ask Ant and Sonley from yeah. uh, uh, Fighting, Champs. Fighting Champions podcast if they're going to fall in love just because they work together? All right. So, like, that's that's what i'm talking about well, okay well just you know you're setting yourself up right for what for you know because you know they love talking about you oh i don't care <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't just, care i'm just saying and I'm they're gonna care. listen to this shout outs to them <laughs> shout outs to the live gamers i'm just saying they're gonna hear this and be like "Ooh, <laughs> I, I can hear it already well, so saying, well like and you know what's funny about that is yeah. like actually the odds of you and i is extremely low because <laughs> like I'm not straight. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and Jason is like the only dude really. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's actually really funny to me, but the odds of the other two are actually higher. Yeah. Fun fact. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying. You see what I'm saying? So like, I, I feel like that is such a very, very common trope that we can kind of just do away with. Mm. Um, because I don't like that assumption. Okay. So enjoy. There you go. All right. Okay, guys. <laughs> I got a personal hang-up. No, I see. I will admit that. It's a personal hang-up, but I, I am you. very, very tired of it. All right. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I'm I'm a believer. <laughs> I think it's a romantic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm super excited. So, um, you know, Kevin Smith, man, that's my guy. Y'all know it. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, They're in trusted hands. Yeah. Very so, uh, I'm super excited for that news. All right. Next up, man. More, more things coming to Netflix, guys. Netflix is the kings out here. They are right. the emperors of the streaming <laughs> service thing. So it looks like Netflix announced a new Netflix original series called Ratch. Now, you brought this to my attention, so you mm -hmm. want to give the people a little breakdown of Ratch? Absolutely. All right. So this is going to be a really cool series. I'm very excited. From the creator of American Horror Story, and starring Sarah Paulson, who, of course, has come to much acclaim, even though she's famous before, but mm -hmm. much acclaim for her work on American Horror Story. Uh, what is it called? Ratched? Ratched. Ratched is a prequel series to the cult classic film, The One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm. So Ratched is described as an origin story beginning in 1947, which will follow Ratched's journey and evolution from nurse to full-fledged monster. The series will track her murderous progression through the mental health care system. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I, I have actually never seen that movie. The the one, the cuckoo, one who flew over the cuckoo. Oh, that's nest. a classic. I, I want to watch it because it has Jack Nicholson, Jack correct? Jack Nicholson. I've heard nothing but good things All right. Okay. It. Wait, wait, wait. All right. If that's the case, if you've heard nothing but good things, then ladies and gentlemen, be prepared for a little seal to come back in here. No, no, no. And dog it. <laughs> 
to shreds. No, don't say that. I'm just saying. I mean, you kind of have a track record. That's true. If I people do. like, if a lot of people like a certain thing, I'm pretty positive. It's like, nah, they ain't gonna like it. But I, hopefully, we're wrong. Yeah, hopefully. yeah, I, I do. I do hope so because it looks it, at least what I've seen of it because it's such a huge pop culture phenomenon. Yes. You know, you see references to it everywhere, and people mm. are talking about it. Um, you know, I, I hope that I do like it. You know, yeah. But you're right. I I watched. Um, Darn, what's it called? Uh, with actually, with Jack, no, Jack Nicholson <laughs> um, in the Hotel on the Hill. On that t- horror movie. They get you talking about The Shining? In. The Shining. I've yeah. seen The Shining, and I was, like, so excited, and then I yeah. watched it, and I was like, this is not good. Like, this is not good. <laughs> so, like, you never know, but hopefully I like it. But, All right. But, yeah, I think the series sounds really interesting. Again, following that cool trend where they're doing prequels to pre-existing media. Mm-hmm. You know, like they did the one, um, the other Stephen King uh, novel with the, the, the his biggest fan. What's that called? Oh. Where he gets kidnapped by a book reader. Oh, misery. Misery. Yeah, yes. like that's cool. I'm very interested in, in stuff like that. You know, because again, it's like even though it's in this universe and like the story's been told, yeah. Um, there's more you can explore and, and just unfurl. So I, I like stuff like that. So I'm definitely interested. I'm going to watch the movie now for sure because mm-hmm. I love Sarah Paulson. I love American Horror Story. And I feel like this team is just going to deliver. Yeah. I'm very excited. Okay. And, uh, yeah, definitely check out the first look. There's pictures on the internet. Yes. They have the poster up. Uh, Netflix posted the poster and some screenshots from, but hopefully we'll see a trailer soon. There we go. Yeah. And you can check that out on our Facebook page. That's where you go to check out all the cool posters and stuff. <laughs> we ain't giving no more credit to everybody else now. Come to our page <laughs> and you can find it there. Awesome. All right. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. And, uh, also next up. Another project, man. Oscar Isaacs. He's getting in the comic book game as well. You know, the other week we talked about your boy Keanu. Mm. He's getting into the game. Oscar Isaac is now getting into the comic book game as well with a new graphic novel, Head Wounds Sparrow. So you brought this to my attention. So you want to yes, let the people know about please this? Let me break this down. Break it down. <laughs> First of all, I love Oscar Isaac. That's yeah. my space husband. <laughs> um, the few men in, in the world that I'm, I, I've totally dig. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's really cool to see so many people getting into comics. Hopefully, again, this brings more awareness to print comics and comic book stores and, and reading something that's not. I mean, we like Marvel and DC, but something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this project comes from Isaac, of course, but Bob Johnson and John Alvey, who have been friends since childhood, and uh, they were inspired by a dream of Johnson's that came following his diagnosis with stage four non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Mm. That's kind of interesting. Maybe a premonition, yeah. a dream. Uh, but the story centers around Leo Gidry, a cop with a psychic head wound that pushes him to uncover new empathy that can help him survive a war between angels, devils, and everything in between. Mm. Um, this book, uh, head, head Wounds Sparrow, will be available online and in stores early 2021, according to the publisher. But yeah, it sounds very interesting. I like the idea. I love that. You know, he's sharing credit with his friends that this was an idea they've been working on forever. Again, like we said last week with the Gerard Way thing, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they had this idea when they were kids. Yeah. But, you know, he, it, they didn't get it off the ground. And now Oscar's famous. And he's like, shoot, well, now that I got the time, I got the resources yeah, and I got it. the pull. Let's yeah, do this. Yeah, let's do this. So, yeah, I'm actually genuinely interested in this comic. Sounds very like Constantine the movie. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, particularly, I forget the female character's name. Um. Oh, the, like the angel? No, the the girl. Oh. That Keanu Reeves was like kicking it with. Oh. Right? Like she, yeah. she was psychic. Not psychic. What's the word for this? Yeah. Uh, um, well, you know what I mean. Like a medium. Yes. She was a medium. Yeah. Um, But like, you know, if you don't look at it, it doesn't look at you. And mm-hmm. like, it sounds very interesting. I'm all about it. But yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that in your local comic book store. Hey, pre-order it now and help your local comic book store out. Even better. See what I'm saying? <laughs> like it, like it. And speaking of comics, we got to talk about the big event. Oh, my God. Comic-Con at home. Oh, my God. And man, oh, man, this was the event that, uh, you know, a lot of people, at least, you know, we thought uh, <laughs> that a lot of people were super excited to check out because, I mean, this is Comic-Con, mm-hmm. you know, but obviously with the pandemic, Everybody's home. We got to do everything at home. 
Well, uh, they did it at home. And unfortunately, uh, Comic-Con at home massively underperformed. Um, the live event on social media, it didn't do well at all. Actually, a study performed by uh, Listen First says that just 93,681 tweets were made about the event over its traditional five-day period this year. And you're like, all right, well, 93,000, it's not, not a small number, right? Yeah. Well, uh, compared to the year prior, <laughs> you want to hear the stats on the year Tell prior? Us. The stats of the year prior was 1,719,000 mm. tweets to the live event last year. Youch. So, uh, that's going to be a yikes for me, fam. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people were saying that, you know, a lot of it has to do with the lack of fan interaction. Um, when they would do the videos, yeah. like they, tur- they, they turned turn off comments. comments. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Like, what in the world? Man? I'm like, huh? Like, well, because it, it looked like to me that a lot of them were pre-recorded. Exactly. Which, which that's, makes, and that's the biggest one. Which makes sense when you have so many creators mm-hmm. and you can't have technical glitches in the moment where right. it's like, oh, somebody's feed kicks out or, right. or whatever. Um, I get it. But that is one of the biggest draws. I mean, obviously, that's why people go to Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. It's this trek this adventure to the holy mecca of nerddom right you know so you get to stand in line you get to go to panels you get to sit in the seats you get to raise your hand and hopefully somebody calls on you and ask a question yeah it's it's a very inter like there's nothing more interactive than this mm-hmm. um so i mean they did what they had to do because mm-hmm. we're, we're all stuck at home and it wasn't safe to congregate um, but I'm not, I'm genuinely not surprised. And I personally think that those numbers are not a hundred percent accurate Okay. because I think it's impossible for it to be a hundred percent accurate. True. Do you know what I mean? Because no, I you're having you. so, first of all, you're having the time, the, um, what's the word for this? A time difference. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in the UK yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> at three in the morning and they're yeah. having, like, you know what I mean? You're missing out on this entire Tarier bits of audience. Yeah, people are getting the information secondhand yeah, instead yeah. of watching the live video. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. from like websites. Here, click the link and you can watch the, the one trailer you want to watch. Yeah, because you don't care about the three trailers for Walking Dead, so you don't pay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, people are very cherry pick about what they want on social media, mm. um, and then of course people reposting and resharing, so other people are getting those views. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's complicated, but it, it's better than nothing. Um, you know, and, and, of course, it's their first time. Yeah. You know, if this was the fifth time and it was a disaster, then, then all right, be... you need to, like, reconsider. Right. But considering they had to do this at the last minute, mm-hmm. change everything 180, mm-hmm. totally twisted around, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then don't even get me started because, like, schedule uh, – you know, I work at Soundwave Comics, mm-hmm. and I've helped them plan – what was it, two cons, two, mm-hmm. two comic book conventions. And it was small. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. Yeah. Much less a humongous where hundreds of thousands of people attend and you're mm-hmm. getting hundreds of thousands of, of guests, yeah. much less, you know, a guest, special guests at the event, much less the people coming. Right. It's like a catastrophe, the plan. Yeah. And then you got to do a 180 in like two or three months. Yeah. And then put it all digital. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not surprised. I think that that is a win for them, even though it was less than last year. Mm-hmm. For something where they had to advertise it immediately and get people, you know, because people just think it was canceled. So they don't check back. Yeah. But you got to let them know, oh, now it's virtual. Yeah. So, like, I think they did the best they could. And Mm -hmm. I think that they got the best. And and if this is, unfortunately, and I I don't want to think like this, but Mm -hmm. if this is the way things are going to be forever, Mm -hmm. then the next year is going to be better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? You got to start. Yeah. Of course. You can, you know, nowhere to go but up. Exactly. Um. But yeah, and like you were saying, yeah, that was a uh, another big indicator. Uh, b- besides the uh, uh, the pre recording, is that you know a lot of the big studios. Yeah, skipped. a lot of people didn't go. A lot of people didn't, you know, DC show skipped up it for in favor for their, of their DC their dome fan dome. Um, um, Marvel, Marvel only dropped like two things. Yeah, that was it. So you know, hey, uh, like, and those and whether I like it or not, those yeah. are the draws for cons like that. That's mm-hmm. what people. Those are the big things that people know about. So it takes them there and then they see the littler stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Greenhorn animated show, Umbrella right. Academy. Like yeah. these things, you know, they're kind of like out there, mm-hmm. but they're more on the on the edge because people are not familiar with those things. True. They don't know about Dark Horse or, you know, right. IDW or whatever. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard, and and, and get- I would love to see the reaction to the DC fandom too after this. That's I want to see. I want to see some metrics for them then. Yeah, considering they do have name recognition, right? They're posting every day. They're advertising. Oh, like, they they're really in, going in. They're in it. And if they're anything, on every page they have. And if anything, they're smart because they're learning from all of this. Yes. So that's uh. Yeah, it's something to, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see for. And speaking of, we're going to keep it right on to this virtual thing because it's the, you know, where we're living in right now. But it appears that the 2020 Emmy Awards will be a virtual ceremony as well. Um, so it looks like. Uh, who cares? No loss there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like a report from uh Variety confirms that the telecast will be put together virtually this year, as opposed to having a physical ceremony at the L.A. Microsoft Theater. The news was confirmed in a letter sent by Emmy executive producers, including host Jimmy Kimmel, to key acting nominees, inviting them to participate in segments from the comfort of their own home. So, again, just like we're talking about Comic-Con, this is the Emmy Awards. So, more than likely, it's going to be the same thing as far as pre-recorded. Um, and more than likely, when they're saying right there, hey, you know, for all the key nominees, you already know, all right, I've heard this and I, I believe it's true, especially in the music industry. Some people ain't going to show up unless they win or, or unless they're nominated to win. So it's like we already know they're probably recording videos right now of the winners and, you know, things like that. So this is going to be interesting. Because, yeah, it's going to be virtual. Now, these types of awards, I feel like the, let me see, the popularity of these awards keep going lower and lower and lower. So I'm predicting, just like Comic-Con, I didn't know how Comic-Con was going to be. I didn't know it was going to be that low, but I'm predicting this is going to be low as well. Because, you know, people are already tired. (laughs) Yeah, people are already tired of these award shows. shows. (laughs) Exactly. Hate them. So apparently that's going to be... It's such a popularity contest where they're yeah. just like patting each other on the back. Oh my God, I hate you know it. it. I hate it. Yeah. So I'm not... I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. Apparently you go. it will air on September 20th on ABC, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. What a what a unique... Oh, he's been doing it for like every year for the past <sighs> four or five years. So boring. It's going to be in the house. <laughs> you know, it's going to like zoom to this camp, you know. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. But uh, shout out to my, uh, shout out to my boy Watchmen. Oh my Nabbing gosh, yeah. the most I mean, nominations like 85? with 26. 26. Oh, okay. I was about to say. I, <laughs> I swore I thought they had like 85 But the days. most. That was the yeah. most. So yeah. congrats, so. Watchmen. You rock. And yeah. the Mandalorian snagged, snagged a few too. There we go. The Mandos. You know, mm. all right, like it, like it. We'll see what happens if we watch. Uh, I'm sure we'll I'm get the news. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now. All right, well, uh, <laughs> we're going to stay on that award front because we're going to talk about this year's Eisner Award. Oh my you know? God, it's yeah. what I deserve. This is what you deserve, right? <laughs> they were announced at San Diego Comic Con, the virtual con, as you may call it. And uh, you want to let the people know all the the big time winners because we have some, uh, you know, people that we know. Yes. That won some big awards. So you want to let the people know what's up? Yes. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Big shout outs. Big shout outs. Yeah. Um, the Will Eisner Comic Industry Awards. Woo. This is, this is it. This is it for comic book industry people, guys. This is like cover artists, artists of the year, colorists, flat, whatever of the year. Um, best series, best everything. So, but yeah, let's talk about some of the highlights. Uh, our personal favorite, one of my personal favorite new comics, Bitter Roots. Yeah. Yes. Round of applause. There it is. Woo. Bitter Roots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they won an award for the best continuing series. Very, very proud. Yes. Very proud for Bitter Root. Very happy for them. Uh, big shout out Chuck Brown uh, and Sanford Green. That's right. The homies. The homies. They've, they've been technically guests, right? Yeah. We've interviewed, I think. Well, I think you've talked to both of them. Both of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they that series is awesome. Plus, it of course, is. we all know it's been uh, bought by I think Lion? legendary. Legendary. Yeah. Um, they're gonna make a movie out of Bitterroot. It's gonna be awesome with yeah. um, Black Panther director yeah, at the helm, Ryan Coogler, my man. That's right. It's gonna be good. I'm excited. But yeah, congratulations, Bitterroot. Well, well deserved. Yeah. Also, another winner, uh, Little Bird for best limited series. I can't right. can't recommend that guy enough. Very good, very good. Yeah. Uh, Invisible Kingdom. That was actually my pick of the week when it first came out. Awesome. Uh, best new series. 
George Takai's They Called Us Enemy for Best Reality-Based Work and more. But yeah, please go check out the list because every comic that was even just nominated, seriously, was amazing. So I highly recommend checking out the list if you're looking for something new to read during quarantine or just over the summer in general. Um, amazing comp. This, we are just persevering into a golden age of comics. It's just yeah. getting better and better and better. So go. All right, man. Shout out to all the award winners. Yes, man. and all the nominees. Y'all, yeah. mm, mm. even if you didn't win, you was ooh, baby. There Del- we go. Delicious. Shout out to y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. Well, we go from that to some scandalous things happening right now, man. I, I had to I had to bring back the scandal panel. Ladies scandal, scandal, scandal. Scandal panel, man. This week we have to talk about Thin City producer suing your boy. My man. Frank Miller for $25 million. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get scandalous, all right? Comic book icon Frank Miller has been reportedly hit with a lawsuit from one of his former collaborators. According to a recent report, Frank Miller has been sued by producer Stephen Lehero. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'm butchering it. I did? Okay, cool. For defamation <laughs> and economic interference. With the lawsuit reportedly asking for $25 million, the suit alleges that Miller, as well as Frank Miller, Inc. CEO, uh, Silen Thomas, have actively prevented adaptations of two of Miller's titles from getting off the ground. These include a TV adaptation of Sin City and a movie version of Hard Boiled with Lajaro asserting that he owns the relevant rights to both properties. Uh, the suit is reportedly aiming for um, for damages, including lost revenue, loss of future revenue, damage to reputation, goodwill, you know, emotional distress, all of that. Um, so it looks like it's going down. And then I quote, I believe Lajaro's, uh, I guess, attorney was saying, despite these written agreements and repeated admissions and acknowledgement, mm of La Sin City rights and hard-boiled rights, and having been fully compensated for granting those rights to La Haro, defendants individually, collectively, and through their representatives have engaged in a systematic campaign to defame La Haro, to damage his reputation, and to deliberately and wrongfully interfere with his contractual agreements and his prospective economic gain from the production of Sin City and or hard-boiled projects, which he intended to produce pursuant to the rights he obtained from Miller. All right? Not only that, Lajaro alleges that since 2008, Miller and Thomas have repeatedly made false, misleading, and defamatory statements over the rights to Sin City and hard-boiled. These statements were reportedly made to an array of people in the industry, including executives at big studios like Skydance, MGM, and even A-list directors such as Zack Snyder. All right. Now, of course, Frank Miller's attorney came out and has responded to the lawsuit claiming that it's baseless and confirming that it would be aggressively defended. So, scandal. Frank Miller, what do you do? Lil CEO, <laughs> I'm asking you, you are a creator, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Let's say, I'll ask you, if you were Frank Miller, yeah. right, you mm-hmm. created this this whole thing, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you saying to this? Well, see, that's the complicated part. Mm-hmm. And, and this reminds me a lot of, like, the Bob Kane and Bill Finger thing with Batman. It's like... Mm-hmm. And and honestly, a lot of issues with with Stan Lee, even mm. and Jack Kirby, and and a lot of of old, you know, legendary creators as well. It's like, but yeah, you may have created the concept, but like, especially with like Kane, for example, you may have invented the concept, but Bill Finger designed yeah. like the icon, made Batman not stupid looking, right. <laughs> and because like no one would have read that comic then. So like. Mm-hmm where does his credit come then? You know what I mean? So it, it is complicated. And I get why, what's his name? Lajaro. Lajaro uh, La yeah. would Steven. feel, you know, feel like he's been cheated and, and that he's, you know, cause you're out there and you're telling everybody just that you're the only one that created it and right. you're the only one that had input. 
um, when apparently he was a collaborator as well. Yeah. So it's definitely complicated and it sucks. It sucks for us as fans because I was excited for that Sin City TV show. Mm-hmm. The other one sounded interesting. And, of course, I can't blame him for getting mad because you see, you know, you're watching Frank Miller do The Cursed, Netflix original series based right. on his graphic novel. Yep. And, you know, he's having a huge success with that. And it's like, well, where are my dues? So it, it's complicated just as all things are. But, you know, we'll see how it folds out in court. I mean, it, it it's weird because, like, you know, the same thing with Alan Moore and DC Comics with Watchmen. I mean, they've been in a perpetual fight. For the last 20, 30 years about who should get the rights, you know, Alan Moore created these timeless characters in this, this amazing story and DC's just using it (laughs) and abusing it. So, so yeah, it's definitely where creation, where the fingers lie on the creation is very, very hard to tell. And I can Mm -hmm. tell you personally as an artist Mm -hmm. that it's almost it's not like some quadratic you know principle or some formula i can tell you that's like okay well the writer gets 10 percent and the artist gets 50 percent and uh you know the the person who just had the idea and that was it and they walked away like people like stan lee gets like 20 percent. you know what i mean it's complicated it sucks so and sometimes and a lot of times in in these cases like in especially in court you know the 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 person who is right doesn't end up winning. So I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see and see how it folds out. Cause I want that Sin City show. Yeah. I want it. Yeah. I need it. I mean, yeah, not only that, but the hard boiled man, it's going to be, yeah. Like you said, it's going to be interesting, man. 25 million. Mm, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And, and I will say this, the last thing I have to say about this, the saddest thing to me is to see creators, especially artists, writers, um, collaborators being split, torn apart, like this yeah. over money you know or uh, over like who's you know it's just yeah. it sucks like i hate to see that these two people who are probably buddy best friends at one point working together on a project yeah have been torn apart by licensing and just whatever yeah so. mm. but yeah scandal scandal scandalous out there guys so yeah we have to uh wait and see what all comes with this, because it looks like this is just getting started. Mm-hmm. This is like stage one right <laughs> here. So I'm sure this is going to be a ongoing, like a long soap opera. So uh, we have to wait and see. Like a long soap opera. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know? You know, like as the world turns. Mm. As, uh, as uh, I'm trying to think of a name real quick. What's a good soap opera with this? I don't know. I don't uh, know anything about soap operas. You don't? Um, Man, I used to watch soap operas all the time. When I was a kid, I was forced to. There was like. It was like that or Fox because, like, I didn't have cable when I was growing up. Yeah, no, those came <laughs> and on I was regular like, channel. Woo, Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Simpsons, yeah, yeah. Judge Judy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? All about it. Man, all right. Well, <laughs> the wait and see, man. Make sure you guys tune into uh, all of our social media because we'll keep you guys updated. All right, guys. Now it's time for us to get into coming soon previews. Got a couple of trailers to talk about. So, uh, first things first, a uh, little. I didn't even expect this right uh, nope. this soon. Uh, I was just, oh, wow. Okay, this is happening. And I'm talking about Jurassic World Camp. Is it Cret- Cretaceous? Cretaceous, yeah. Oh, I hit it. Oh, awesome. All right. Uh, looks like uh, this is a, a family show, it appears. Yeah, it looks like all ages, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, like, wow, Jurassic World on a family show? I know. I don't know if I'm... All right. You know what? <laughs> Let's go ahead and check it out right now. Oh, my gosh. Is this not the most amazing camp Whoa. you have ever seen? Yeah. This is so cool. What was that? Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous uh, premiering Friday, September 18th on Netflix. What's your thoughts on the uh, trailer? Pass. Uh, it looked, it's just 
boiled down, it's just the same dang story over and over again. Oh, look, we're going to this park. We're having a good time. Oh, no, dinosaurs have escaped and they're killing everyone again for like the millionth time. But this park stays open. Whatever. Yeah, I'm like, like <laughs> what, how, are y'all, how are y'all doing a family-friendly Jurassic World anything? And, and the animation was really boring. It was very flat. It was very, like... Yeah. I don't know. You open the program on your computer and it's just the one that's pre-made and ready to go. Mm. <laughs> so, so that definitely didn't appeal to me either. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's the same lukewarm story. I'm just like, how do you make that into family friendly? I I'm like, I want Jurassic Ju- They're I just want- not going to have, they're not going to have blood and gore. And that's what makes Jurassic World and Park, wouldn't yeah, it? That's what I'm telling you. All They'll right. do it off, just like they did in Disney movies. They'll do it off screen. You'll so never, you'll hear the, you'll hear, you'll hear it, the yeah. people get ate and up. And they'll like cut away and you, yeah. I got to see how they do that. I'm not interested. I'll watch one episode. Okay. And I really like Jurassic Park and stuff, but I'm I'm not interested. Yeah. But I will watch one, and if it's intolerable, I won't watch it anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, be on the lookout. Netflix. Again, Netflix out here doing their thing, man. Mm. Friday, September 18th. Uh, next up, uh, you know, we're just going to talk about this one. Yes. Because it's all like, if you guys go, uh, go on YouTube, check it out, the trailer or a, teaser yeah it's a visual, teaser, visual with, teaser with music overlaid on top yeah and it's called uh arch enemy yes yeah. looks really cool a movie teaser um it's gonna be featuring the actor who played deathstroke so that's can mm-hmm. q yeah. um and, and her- magic mike ladies Stop. <laughs> and guys you know what i'm saying i forgot about that yeah you know you know yeah mm. joe Mangin Mangigello. That is a fun name. Manginello. That is a fun name. Jello. Manginello. Jello. Yeah. <laughs> he getting his roll on, ladies and guys. No? Well, he is rolling in a car. So he is, you know, literally rolling. Oh. Um, supposedly, this movie is going to prepare, premiere sometime in 2021. But basically, the synopsis is Max Fist, who claims to be a hero from another dimension who fell through time and space to Earth, where he has no powers. No one believes his stories except for two local teens. Mm. Yeah, so it's like very, that. it's very, it's got Mad Max Punisher vibes yeah. to it. He's like, it is a hardcore, violent superhero vigilante movie. Is yeah. what it looks like to me, at least. I like that that uh, premise. Like, hey, I'm I came from this place. What? Yeah, you sound like get out of here. Get out of here with that whack. <laughs> like, oh, I believe you, man. I believe you. It's like, yeah, you're the only one. Only to believe. kids would have believed. Of course, that. you know. Now, other adults would be like, yeah, just because you don't look like a scrubby, dirty, homeless person, yeah. doesn't mean I'm going to believe your crazy tin hat theory. Exactly. Like, where he came from space, right? He came through time. All right. Uh, okay. I'm in, all right. Well, I am definitely. I'm like, interested. Just, just based on the visuals alone. Yeah, the visuals look it, cool. It looks haunting. It does. I like it's dark. It's just real gritty. Just, yeah. Very Punisher. Yeah, I'm in. I'm. I'm wait, I can't wait for a full trailer. Yeah, give it to me. I, I want to know. I mean, do we know if it's going to be on like a streaming platform? We have no idea. It's I'm just, sure that's that just you know because everything's up in the air. True, because of the pandemic. Okay. All right. Arch Enemy 2021. I can't wait. All right. Next up, uh, this was uh, this came out during the uh, Comic Con from home. Uh, the Simpsons. Mm. Three House of War 35. Whew. I don't know. I mean, you know, you already know how I felt about The Simpsons. I, I, you know, this was like we first started the the show. That was your one hot. Take. That was my one hot take. But the Simpsons should take it, take a break. I, I, no, I thought it, it should be over. It's, <laughs> let's just well, end that's it. what I mean, by the But hey, no lie though, I love their Treehouse of Horrors. The Treehouse of Horrors is the band. Is the bomb. I love that. And, and the, I swear to God, if there's not an us refer- reference, I will be very upset. Ooh, yeah, they gotta have us in there. I think so. Anyway, all right. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and check out <laughs> The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 35. Check out. Hey, Boo Boo. Let's go steal a picnic meal. Who the heck are you? I'm Homer Barbera. Smarter than the average Homer. <laughs> you sound just like an actor named Art Carney. Don't tell his estate. <laughs> Oh, I'm ever so sorry. Would a kiss from a princess make it right? Who are you? I'm Disney Princess Homer. (laughs) Okay, from now on, you just sing. (laughs) All right. Okay, my first reaction is Homer is me on Halloween. (laughs) That's me on Halloween. 
Either I'm at a party being wholly obnoxious, yeah. and then I go home, and then I'm sitting there mm-hmm. eating 10 pounds of candy. Mm-hmm. Somebody should drag me to bed, mm-hmm. but then I crawl back out, know, and I eat more candy. Yeah. That's like that. 100% what happens. I love that. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I ain't going to lie, man. Halloween's become, like, my favorite holiday. <gasps> really? It's now overtaken. Look. Pretty much almost everything. You see how my Halloween oh, yeah, stuff? No, yeah. You are Halloweened out. I am a nut yeah. for Halloween. I start yeah. decorating in September. Oh, yeah. You you ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Like I said, you know, when it comes to the Simpsons, you guys know how I feel about them. I mean, they're icons. I mean, they're like the longest running show ever right now. Uh, but Treehouse of Horrors. The was, one bright spot. Oh, yeah. And you know what? No lie. No lie. The other one is who shot Mr. Burns. Cause that was really good. Remember who shot Mr. Just the Burns? episode itself? Yeah, it was like a oh. two-parter. Well, I thought you were talking about like something that is done over and over again. No, 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 no. This yeah, was, that's a great episode. Yeah, that was, a, that was like an event. Like, was oh, shoot, wonderful. Mr. Burns got that shot? The Clue episode of... And everybody, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, man. I had so many and people... And that reveal? As, yeah. Whoa. I didn't expect that. But, you know. But yeah, this right here, Treehouse of Horror, I'm a fan of, so... I'm definitely going to tune in for that. And I guess it's rumor. I guess it's coming out October 25th. That's the rumor. The rumor. Before, you know, yeah. pandemic crap. But yes, yeah, so right. Saturday, October 25th, 2020 on Fox. Here we go. All right, guys. And the last one. Now you know how to say the best for last. Oh, my gosh. Oh, why you say that? I'm mad hyped. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> DC's Batman Death in the Family. Now, you know, this is. This comic right here. You know what? This is the comic that made me <laughs> so angry because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of y'all. Because y'all fans from back That's in true. the day. They did it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all, this is y'all fault. If y'all know what I'm talking about, Lil Seal, you want to kind of fill them in real quick, <laughs> give them why I'm mad? Back in the day when, the, when Death and the Family originally came out, um, if I'm correct, it was a six issue. Wait, no. Or a 12 issue. Yeah. Uh, it was a little mini series. But basically, comic book readers of the day were allowed to vote on whether or not Jason Todd made it through the finale with joke with the Joker. <laughs> and overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, comic book okay, readers. You said overwhelmingly once. It was a you, lot. You don't have to say overwhelmingly more than <laughs> once. You know what I'm saying? I think they got it. Comic book readers voted to kill Jason Todd. This was a monumental, historic moment in comic book history. That changed Batman's character forever. It was and is an amazing story, and everyone should read it if you're a fan of Batman. If you if you need to understand why Batman is so resistant to having a sidekick, this is the book you need to read. All right. Appreciate the little synopsis. You're there. welcome. All right, guys. <laughs> let's go ahead and check out the trailer for Batman Death in the Family. Check it out. We save lives every day. Strangers. And there's always enough time. But I failed to save Jason from this life. Joker got a hold of stolen uranium. He's selling it to terrorists. He's going to take Batman and Robin together to close this case. You take them down while I investigate that warehouse we tracked Joker to. Please tell the big man I said hello. I alone will become more than the dreams and nightmares they imagined for me. The Red Hood's knowledge of my tactics, my history. This was getting personal. Joker showed me the truth. Evil can't be cured, only killed. Robin awaits a verdict. Life or death. Because of my choice, I had to avoid repeating mistakes. All right. You already know, man. I'm in. I'm so in. I'm in. I'm so in. I'm in. I'm in so hard right now. First of all, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Like, that is definitely, it's like, it's like Judas Contract. Yeah, everybody says it's good, and you're like, okay, everybody says, no, but because it's good. Like, mm-hmm. it's because it's good. No, it is. Um, good. But, okay, the, 
the you take them down while I investigate that warehouse mm-hmm. we tracked Joker to line killed me. <laughs> I almost died laughing yeah, when he sure. said that. Yeah. I was like, first of all, ba- Batman, why would you let See? this and child... This, this is what I'm talking about right here. See, this this film That's right horrible. here, this film is why one of the reasons my distaste <laughs> for that Batman guy that y'all love so much. But Like, Batman should have been like, nah, man, let me... Yeah. Let me handle the Joker. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm kind of putting two and two together. I kind of think he wanted the offer. Stop, that's I'm, not true. I'm just saying. I mean, true. for real, like, yo, I'm that, just gonna let you go in there. That moment changed Batman forever. Yeah, I bet it did. Um, So, no, I'm, I'm definitely gonna wholeheartedly yeah, disagree with that. Right. Uh, But, yeah, so, but, so my second note. First of all, it's an interactive movie. Yeah. Holy crap. All right, hold up. Wait now. Because they've, they've done an interactive movie before. I don't care, before. but for this. Yeah, right. But the last one, they kind of messed up big time on. All right. But this is animated. Mm-hmm. So let's hope that DC saw what. Yeah, and know, learned. And learned what, you know. I, I feel like if any story, <laughs> this one is this perfect is the one? Yeah. for an interactive story. I no, love I'm with you. I'm with you. The idea. First of all, like, comic book fans are getting to choose to kill Jason Todd. <laughs> Again, why? That's like, my why? favorite part because I hate Jason Todd, and I oh, would, yeah, abs- I, know. I would absolutely I know. kill him again if oh, I could. Gosh, man, it's so cold-hearted, um, man. You know what, man? <laughs> <sighs> Listen, what do you want? Without without Jason Todd dying, you don't get Red Hood. So no, 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 that, maybe you no, no, be no. happy. No, 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 no. <laughs> look, I look. I'm excited for yeah mm. for Red Hood being red because he's my guy. You know what I'm saying? But I just didn't like how this came to be. He could have been Red Hood another way. No. All right. No, we got no. All right, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I'm ready for it, though. It's DC animated. Yes. And anything DC puts out animated-wise, I'm going to yeah, watch. Percentages. They don't necessarily say the same thing about the films. Yeah. But even they're starting to change yeah. trajectory, hopefully. But animated, I'm watching it. I'm ready for this. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm super hyped. Um, but apparently it's going to release on Blu-ray and digital sometime in the fall All of right. 2020. There we go. And another thing to look forward to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean. I might have to buy that. You want to buy it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. <laughs> well, be on the lookout for all of those cool movies and shows and trailers. And, again, make sure you head over to our Facebook page at the comics section so you can check out some more trailers. Because I'm sure by the time this episode comes out, there's going to be more trailers mm. that come out because it always happens. So make sure you guys head over there and check all those cool trailers out. And also, you posted a uh, cool little behind the scenes of uh, Star Girl. Oh, yeah. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About their version of the Justice League of America. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Uh, head over there and check out all that awesomeness. Make sure you guys give us a follow, share, mm. all that good stuff. You already know the drill. You already know what to do. All right. So be on the lookout for all those cool titles coming soon. All right, last but not least, we got to take a trip to the comic book store because, you know, there's some hot comics out there. And little CEO, you're going to break down all the hotness that's out here in these comic book streets. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. All right, so last Wednesday we had, uh, so let's let's start with Marvel Comics, of course, first. Last Wednesday we had Empire number three. Do not miss Empire, okay? This is a six-issue miniseries. It's Marvel's summer event storyline, and it's going to tie into every major Marvel ongoing series from here to the end of the summer. So you got to get it. So don't miss three. That's out this week. Um, And definitely, if you haven't even picked it up yet, there should still be ones and twos out there. This is a massive event. So lots of copies out there floating. Yeah. Next thing we've got is Empire Captain America number one. This is a three issue miniseries that ties into the Empire story event, a story event. Right. We also have Empire Savage Avengers number one. This one is a one-shot, though, but it is also a tie-in featuring Marvel characters like Conan and Venom. Ooh. And then last but not least, we have X-Factor number one. This is a pretty cool one. Okay. Um, This is going to be, hopefully, an ongoing series featuring X characters like North Star, Polaris, Prodigy, Eyeboy, Dokken, Wolverine's son, Mm. and Prestige, a couple of... 
uh, let's say B-list X characters that don't get a lot of screen time. Yeah. So it's a good chance for you to get familiar with some of the other X characters before they start popping up in movies and the mm-hmm. MCU. It's the time to do it. Um, but yeah, if you like uh, murder mysteries, supernatural dramas, you know, um, noir, definitely don't miss this number one. Yeah. Don't miss that. Moving on to DC Comics, we only have one big thing. Of course, they had a bunch of titles update this week, but one big new number one that you can't miss. Okay. We have DC's Cybernetic Summer Special number one. I love when they do specials. Ooh. So fun. They do a Valentine's Day one, mm-hmm. you know, holiday one, all kinds of great stuff. But yeah, Cybernetic Summer Special number one. This is a one shot. It's a bound book. So it's, um, it's like three times as large as a normal comic book, but it has five to six stories inside all written or drawn by different artists so and writers and creators. Mm. But basically, the little synopsis is rub some sunscreen on your circuits because DC's favorite cyborgs are hitting the beach in DC Cybernetic Summer, a sizzling summertime anthology special. All right. Like that. Moving on to indie comics, we have Hedra number one, even mm. though it's technically a one-shot. <clears throat> Hedra number one from Image Comics. The synopsis says, in a glorious exploration of the comics medium with echoes of 2001 A Space Odyssey, Flash Gordon, Chris Ware, and Mobius, a lone astronaut leaves a world ravaged by lu- nuclear war in search of life. What she finds is beyond all explanation. Ooh. That would have been my pick of the week if I was at Soundwave right now. Hedra. Just so y'all know. Mad hyped about it. You know what? I wonder what she found. I'm not. I know. I know. Well, I'll get it, and then we can we can read it. There we go. <laughs> Moving on, Lost Soldiers number one from Image Comics. This is a five issue miniseries, but the synopsis says Vietnam, 1969. Juarez, 40 years later, three men tied by the war they left behind on collision course with a new one. Oh, I'm sorry. On collision course with a new war, I assume. Oh, okay. Very, very interesting. So, yeah, if you like, again, adventure, a little bit of mystery, but war comics, definitely don't miss that. Yeah. And then the last but not least, we have Witchblade number one, a 25th anniversary edition. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So if you're already a fan of the Witchblade character in the series um, from Image Comics, don't miss this. This is a one shot. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, this is a limited edition, so it'll only be printed once, and there's only so many, a limited quantity. So get yours now. But this is a deluxe commemorative edition of the first issue that launched a universe. Dang. Yeah, don't miss it. That's it. Not a big week this week, but a good week. All right. A lot of good comics out there going down, man. And you already know, man. Let me see. I'm trying to look at the list here. And yeah, the the Hedra one sticks out. Mm Mm-hmm. And this, I want the summer special because it's got like Cyborg and the Cyborg Superman and stuff. That sounded really cool. Yeah, it does. It does, man. And I know one thing too. Oh, speaking of Cyborg, man, if you guys, and again, we'll we'll hit up reviews next week because mm-hmm. obviously uh, by the time this came out, uh, Umbrella Academy. So much good stuff will have been out. Yeah. Black is King. Black is King. Uh, so next week, be on the lookout for uh, probably a heavy review. Yes. Uh, show next week because i'm super super excited for all of those things and also too um going back on hedra you know little story here i don't know if you've uh heard the news little ceo Mm -hmm. because i already know how you feel about uh things not of this world but uh apparently the pentagon came out and uh said they found or they have vehicles not of this world. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. They do not show them, and most like. I'm, I'm just saying. I about. mean, we've seen them. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. You know. I have to. I have to look. I didn't hear about that. You didn't hear I um. That. You know, I was ready this morning for the NASA launch. Of, exactly. They're going. They're going to Mars. Yeah, they launched a um, rover, a new rover to Mars. We lost our last one. Yeah, I know. It still hurts my feelings. That's peace, man. How you think we lost it? He got buried. I know that. Debris. Debris. It is getting dark. Hey. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't saying, even think about it. It I'm makes just, me so upset. But I'm saying, though, this, Anyways. this one's going to, you Oh, know, you think, like, like, aliens took it? I don't know. They, am- they were able to talk to it. He, they told, the, the rover told us what was happening to it. Anyways. He did it? Anyways. Did it? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Uh, you know, we'll good talk about week. that later. Sounds like a good week for space stuff. That's right, guys. So make sure you guys follow us all over social media, man, so y'all can keep 
in contact with mm-hmm. us and all the new things that are happening. Oh, and I almost forgot, man. Shout out to um, our friends at Soundwave Comics. Shout out to all the comic book stores. Yeah, While y'all out there picking up the comic books during this pandemic. Make sure you guys are aware of the rules. Have your mask on, social distance. Make sure you're safe out here mm-hmm. while you're getting your shop on for the new comics. Okay, guys? And um, But yeah, other than that, um, next week, heavy reviews. Super excited. Super excited to talk about some cool... Because I'm still watching Doom Patrol. I'm going to tell you all right now, I'm loving Doom Patrol Season 2. Already. This... this woo! Man, I'm, I'm so hyped. And I can't wait for this to, like, wrap up. Not, I don't want it to wrap up soon, but, you know, it's just like... So, hopefully, they stay on that good course. And, of course, all the other things we're going to be talking about. And, again, guys, make sure you follow us all over social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And, uh, oh, yeah, make sure you follow. Because I do this every once in a while. I got to more consistent at it make sure you follow cut it out comics and cosplay make sure you follow the sun yeah that's you like make sure you follow uh the sonic embassy and uh man, follow yeah, and, all of and the- check out all of our other podcasts yes. under the comic section network umbrella yeah, that's right uh like we mentioned earlier the live gamers podcast featuring yeah. twitchy j jason and uh mike they talk right. about video games, board games, tabletop games, card games, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we also have the uh, Fighting Champions podcast. Fighting Champions podcast hosted by San Lee and Ant. Yes. Uh, Hilarity. Yes. They talk about wrestling old and new, not just the new stuff, but old characters and old stories, too. And definitely not safe for work. Yeah, it's not. It's rated M for Mature. Rated M for Mature. <laughs> the only, our only podcast rated M for Mature. Absolutely. And then definitely shout out for... Superhero um, Fitness yes, Show. Yes, which is awesome. Yeah, guys. And be on the lookout because uh, me and my my guy, Matt, man, we got a new one coming very soon. It's going to be really awesome. So, uh, yeah, man. And more shows coming yes. to the network. Uh, I'm waiting for everything to get together before I announce those. So. We always got stuff cooking. That's right. Cooking in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Chef Boy R.D. I couldn't think of a nickname for us. <laughs> so I just stuck with it. But anyway, oh man, I'm fumbling up this last episode. But it's all good, guys. It's been, um, yeah, man, we're getting closer and closer to 100. We're almost at 80. So it's going down. What, what, what? I'm not ready. You're not ready to hit 100? <laughs> no. Who would have thought? We'll man. have to do something special. We got time though and again guys thank you guys for tuning in and again make sure you spread the word of the comic section and the comic section network and uh yeah i think that wraps it up i've mm. been your host jason alongside my talented co-host Lucio. we'll catch you guys next week for another issue of the comic section podcast peace sonic embassy 